everyone. Welcome to The Scoop. I'm Dinah Jansen. On August 12th, Queen's University announced that it will require all students, staff, and faculty returning to campus this fall to be vaccinated against COVID-19. All students, staff, and faculty will need to be fully vaccinated or have a plan to do so by September 7th. And today, to chat with us about the announcement and the university's COVID-19-related health and safety plans is Principal and Vice-Chancellor Patrick Dean. Welcome back to CFRC, Patrick. Hi, Dinah. Good to be here. Good to have you back on the air with us. So uh, very great news coming out of Queen's University today. Can you tell us more about the university's return to campus plan and the work Queen's has done with medical and public health experts to ensure the safe return? Sure. Um, I think I'd preface uh, my description of those preparations just by saying I think our whole community has been desperate to see a return to in-person uh, uh, life on campus. And, uh, you know, this has been a time of some optimism as the, the vaccines have been more readily available. But there have also, of course, been some sort of darker clouds on the horizon in the form of the new variants and the possibility of a fourth wave too. So. Uh, those two considerations weighed in the way we've been thinking about this. Initially, uh, when the threat of the new variants was not quite so strong, we had thought that you know, requiring uh, some kind of declaration of vaccination status uh, would be necessary in the residences, but perhaps not across campus. Then we came to think that perhaps in some higher risk activities, we might uh, want to mandate vaccination. But I think on balance, we've now reached the point at which it's clear that the, the, the optimal way in which we can safe, safeguard uh, the members of our community and the broader community is through uh, uh, mandated vaccinations. So I do think it's the right way to go. And I think it will uh, uh, at least offer us the, the greatest promise of uh, being able to return safely to campus this fall. It, it's complex, of course, because of uh, the timing. Uh, as you say, you know, not only are there some cases of individuals who are unable to be vaccinated, and we'll have to make uh, special arrangements to address their circumstances, but also um, there will be other, other, other cases in which uh, uh, some kind of special consideration needs to be given. And in those cases, we'll, we'll continue to work really closely with public health, whose advice we've followed uh, throughout uh, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll sort of leave the overall description there and you can um, go to some of the more salient parts of the planning. All right, and now how are students and staff and faculty to report their vaccination status or plans to do so by September 7th? Well, today is the day of the announcement. So we will, over the next little while, post some questions and answers uh, addressing all of these issues. I think we're most likely uh, to go a route uh, such as other institutions have followed, uh, perhaps uh, um, confirming vaccination status through, through an app, maybe the, the uh, secure app uh, might be one way we'll do it. We will let people know as soon as we can exactly how we plan to do that. Um, in the case of students uh, coming into residence, they've already indicated their vaccination status. Uh, mm -hmm. And there might be other ways in which we can build that in uh, to the return to campus 
uh, a process for staff and faculty and, and for the rest of the student body. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the, that is a, a practical arrangement that we'll, we'll have details uh, of in the near future. Thank you so much. And now for those individuals who are not fully vaccinated, can we hear more, Patrick, about the additional health and safety protocols and testing they will be required to undertake in addition to uh, the accommodations processes in place for those who, who actually cannot be fully vaccinated? Uh, I, here again, uh, we will we'll work with public health. Um, it's, uh, yes, some institutions have instituted a, a twice a week testing regime for, for individuals who've not been vaccinated. Uh, we're certainly considering that, uh, but we'll be guided by public health because of course they're diverging views about the efficacy of certain forms of testing, rapid testing, for example. So we'll, we'll refine our thinking on that. The, the principal goal though, will be to ensure maximum safety for all. Mm -hmm. uh, so that may require uh, frequent testing. It may require some other measures. Um, it certainly will require uh, uh, observance of all the normal uh, uh, COVID-19 protocols. Um, so uh, that's, that will be the approach. Then to answer your other question, obviously, you know, we intend no part of this to be punitive. We just want to make sure that the campus is safe. Mm -hmm. So um, in the case of individuals who, for one reason or another, can't be vaccinated, yes, we will find ways to accommodate them. Uh, obviously, a portion of that could be through the, the use of some of the online opportunities that we've had in, had in place over the last 16 months or so. Um, but we'll look at all the options. Our feeling is that the number of individuals requiring those kinds of accommodations, or indeed the number of individuals declining to be vaccinated for one reason or another, will actually be quite small. The, mm -hmm. uh, the, the vaccination compliance rate generally in Kingston is high. Amongst the students, so far as we can ascertain, uh, it is very high. Uh, so far and, and uh, increasing. So, you know, in all these discussions about what we'll do for those individuals who uh, have not been vaccinated, it's important to remember the numbers will be quite small. So it'll be possible to make arrangements that are both practical, fair to the individuals, but supportive of the overall goal uh, of uh, keeping the place safe. Anything else you would like to add, Patrick, about staying safe at Queen's this year? I think what I would say is we have all the pieces in place. Um, we are following what I know our former uh, medical officer of health uh, for uh, Kingston uh, uh, region has said are the important pieces. So vaccinations, um, following the other protocols, masking, distancing, and so on. Um, these will all be in place. And I think they are our best defense against the virus and the best insurance we have of being able to resume something like normal business and to have a great year, because that's obviously the goal we all want. Um, I do think we have all the appropriate uh, components now falling into place. Excellent. And I guess last question, what's exciting you most about returning to campus at last? Oh, well, you know, the, 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 the dynamism and the vitality of campus is always wonderful. Uh, you know, every spring under normal circumstances when the students leave, you know, 
I, I know there, there's a, a sort of a lovely mood that descends, a sort of more relaxed mood that descends on campus, but it's always, uh, I suppose, colored by the, the expectation of the return to students and the excitement that that promises in the fall. I have that feeling now, um, but raised to the power of uh, five, uh, it's, it will be very exciting if we're able to do as we expect we can uh, and have students begin to enjoy the really unique experience that we all have on this campus. Well, thank you very much, folks. We have been chatting with Principal and Vice Chancellor of Queen's University, Patrick Dean, all about the university's announcement that students, staff and faculty will be returning to campus this fall and will be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Thank you very, very much for joining us today and giving us so much of your valuable time. Uh, you're welcome, Dinah. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Scoop, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.